Sports Talk with D-Raw. What's up, people? This is Sports Talk with D-Raw. And it's my boy Corey right here. What's going on, people? And we about to open it up, and we about to talk about these NBA Finals first, and let's get into it. All right. So first and foremost, I already saw it coming soon as the Suns beat the Lakers that they was going to the finals. Now I expected them to actually play the Nets, but as you know, the Bucks made it out victoriously. But from what I've seen, the Bucks are the Bucks, and. They just won't even win no more than one game in this series. So, I'm going to have to say Suns in five. Well, I have to disagree. I mean, man, Giannis is a beast. And <laughs> we, we, we got we to gotta realize that Giannis was hurt, you know, in the, in the first game coming back. Um, he had, like, 20 points last game. But I, I look for Giannis to be a whole lot more aggressive. So, I do think the Bucks will get this uh, win um, for game two. The only thing that is hurting – is Giannis's offense. <laughs> the same thing that's been hurting all season. Yeah, one-dimensional player. Now, you, on the other hand, believe that he's more than that, but from what I see, he's just a, a run-and-dunk guy. He's nothing but a Dwight Howard in his prime, you know? Because I feel like you've been in the league seven years and you still airballing free throws. You're still shooting up all these unnecessary threes that you can't hit. Like, why haven't you perfected your game? You're a two-time MVP. And that's how you still play? Well, I mean, he got voted for MVP for some reason. I mean, people believe no, that he's more than just else one dimensional. Everyone else was hurt. And they're tired of giving it to LeBron. That's why he got MVP. Well, LeBron twice. and just LeBron and had it. They could have gave MVP it to Harden. Season. They could have gave it to Dame. They could have gave it to anybody. Well, I thought Jokic had got MVP. This past year, but I'm talking about them years that Giannis won. Oh. Yeah, because they weren't going to give it to Giannis three years in a row. He didn't even deserve it the first two. That one year, yeah. That second year, come on now. No, Because nah. <laughs> he's supposed to be a defensive player of the year. I'm trying to figure out, like, where is his well, defense Well, I mean, at? you got to give it to him, bro. I mean, he might be a running dunk kind of guy. He might be a, a guy that, that can hook some men into the basket. But uh, on the defensive end, he's very athletic, bro. I mean, he yeah. can he can slow down anybody. No, he's athletic That's... on both ends. But the point is, it doesn't really produce what you – really want out of a superstar because I feel like this if you take Giannis off the court the Bucks play extremely better you know why because the offense has more fluidity because they actually can spread the ball around more instead of just trying to drop it in him watch him do that little weak crossover with that spin lose the ball or dunk <laughs> it that's that's his only two moves he either gonna dunk it or lose it that's it well nothing else and in reality, that's because the ball don't flow as much because you already know he's going to be inside anyway. He don't have no outside game. I mean, last well, game one for the finals, he he shot, what, one for two for uh, the three points. So, yeah, Giannis got to do better on the outside, bro. But tell me this. Tell me this. Because, you know, everybody always had this debate. Oh, if he wins a championship, they'll finally prove once and for all he can lead a team. If you take every, every star that's in the NBA right now, would he be – a top five pick. If you could re, if you could revamp the entire NBA, would he be in your top five of selected players that's to start over a franchise? He's top not even five. in my top ten. 
He's ah, he's even, definitely in the top ten. No, he's not. Top five? Nah, he ain't nah, he's top not, five. He's not even in my Cause, top ten. Because his game is one dimensional. Because I got Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, John Morant. Those those but, are changes who can change a franchise. But see, if if I was picking a team, I would pick Giannis in my top five. You know why? Because I actually put him at center, and then I give me some guards to go around that can actually shoot. Okay, you know what? And you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna test this theory on 2K and just <laughs> really figure this out. Because I want to know if you had to restructure the entire NBA, what number would you really take? Like take him in? Because honestly, I can't even see him in my top teams. I still got Harden. I still got Dame. I still got Steph. I still got LeBron. Even I would even take a hobbled AD before I took Giannis at full strength. Uh, I don't know, bro. Hey, so let me tell you something. So, Street clothes Davis. I'm not gonna at lie. At least I know he got right, a jumper. Right now, right now, Giannis is great and Davis is very good. Right now, <laughs> that's a great debate right there, because ooh, because you still got Jokic, you still got Luca ahead of uh, Giannis. I, I'm already named. I ain't playing. I ain't playing Luca uh, ahead of Giannis. I, I am. He ain't playing no defense. I am. Shit. Uh, nah, hey, hey, the way uh, De- hey, the way uh, DeAndre Ayton was getting that uh, getting them rebounds. Thing else was playing too much either. <laughs> what the hell? I don't even understand why they had PJ Tucker holding him on some of the on some of the screens. Like, hey, what is that? You know how Tucker play, bro. Yeah, he ain't. Yeah, yeah. He he tough on the interior. Hey, but speaking shit. of all, all of those things, let's get on uh, James Harden. You know, Your boy. if I was James Harden, Your man, I, I'd really be crying and like just thinking about everybody that I pretty much teamed up with had a shot, a better shot than me going to the finals. Uh, Tucker is now in the finals. Beverly had a better shot than him. Clint Capella had a better shot than him. Uh, Harden Harden sold everybody out and blamed everybody, and now he's back in the same position. And, and let's not forget Dwight Howard got a ring last year. Let's not forget that Chris Paul is in the finals, and he probably going to get a chance ring. to earn a ring. Like it's yeah, and and all those things he said about Chris Paul. I mean, it's just it's. It's just very now. Don't now. Let's not let's not make no mistake. James Harden is great. He's great, but at the, but at the same time, is it safe to say that he could be possibly a cancer to his team? James Harden is a a regular season player. I mean, ooh, don't call him the he is don't man. Call I mean, man every every year we'd be looking up to James Harden to do something in the playoffs. And, I mean, the year that Chris Paul got hurt, honestly, James Harden, he just choked. I mean, he had two games. Two games to leave it all out on the floor. And what did he do? He choked. Well, he, well, oh, he, matter of fact, matter of fact, oh, let's not forget that time. He left it all on the floor, nah, but it was let, all turnovers. Let's not, let's, let's not <laughs> forget that time uh, Ginobili uh, blocked his shot, you know. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that right there was probably the time that uh, the Rockets probably should just shipped him out, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you let Ginobili, you let 40-year-old dude, you know what I mean, Shut you down, bro. I think everybody started raising their eyebrows and that boy had them 13 turnovers in the fourth quarter against the Warriors. I think that was when everybody was like, what's going on, Harden? Then that year next year, year, then that next year against the Spurs, when he just kept dribbling the ball out, passing it, wouldn't refusing to score. It's like, come so, on, Harden. So with all this being said, with all this sadness for Harden, I thought that he might be, you know, back in the gym trying to get his work in because uh Maybe he was trying to get this ring, but instead he out chilling with little baby 
And little baby out here getting arrested with weed. Saying he just little baby taking the case for Harden because Harden just really sitting at home getting high and getting fat like he always do. So that's my conclusion. Well, we know why he was out of shape coming into the upcoming season before the trade. We know now. We yeah, know what the lungs was out of shape. Yeah, the lungs was out of shape. <laughs> he was kind of he was pretty sloppy. He was he, pretty sloppy. He had the munchies. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know for, for a fact yeah. now. He can't even deny it now. So when he comes into the season out of shape, we already know why. Yeah. know why. And then we can go ahead and take that on cruising to the Olympics. We can get on Shakari Richardson for smoking weed as well. I mean, now, in Shakari defense, I'm not mad at her for smoking weed for the reason she smoked it. But at the same time, she had a lot of potential of getting money and proving herself to the world uh, right in her face. And I just feel like she blew it. She smoked it at the wrong time. And now it's like, well, I feel like, what, what is the USA going to do in the women's department as far as track? Well, honestly, I feel that, yes, she was wrong for smoking weed. But as far as, like, America just blowing it up, making it bigger than what it is, I think we went too far with that. Honestly, I feel that, yes, they should let her run, let her serve her 30 days out, and let her end it on a high note and let her run in the 4 by one yeah. By taking her off every single platform to try to prove a point to her, you're only just destroying the legacy of what the U.S. Olympics is really about. It's about perseverance and overcoming obstacles. She's She's going to serve her time for 30 days. Let the woman run in the four by one. At least let her get something, at least the experience of what she can do next, the next four years to do, you know, to learn from this mistake and just move forward. I think that the Olympics are just really just blowing this more out of proportion than what we're really supposed to be. It's just very antagonizing to her just to keep mm -hmm. on doing this. Okay. Yeah. She smoked weed, but the point is her mom had passed. She was trying to cope with that. She smoked and, it in I the mean, legal and, state. And it's, it's not like we going to make you any faster. Right. We just we just say how it made James Harden <laughs> hungry and, and he just started getting sloppy. But so. I guess they're looking at the Michael Phelps weed and I guess they just assume that hey, well, all weed is great. So well, hey, it must I mean, be making her faster. I guess. Right, it, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. But, and then with the Olympics... They're uh, canceling all the spectators and things. It's like every day it's a new story with the Olympics. So, it's going to be a boring um, Olympics because I've never seen an Olympics with no with no spectators. Like, that's do you know how quiet that's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be pretty sad. It's going to be worse than the NBA bubble. Like, yeah. they're going to have to do something to get some fans in there. Some They're going to have to put in some artificial noise or something because I can't just see myself just sitting down just watching – the 100 but, meters, you know, nothing, no sound you know, of the gun. You know, for the Olympics, you know who really take the biggest L in all of this? Japan. Because I'm pretty sure, so much money. I'm pretty sure they didn't build all these facilities for all these athletes and stuff, and now they're not going to have no income, no revenue coming in from the Olympics at all. They at least could have did 50 percent or something. But you know, they got that Delta uh, strand out there, so they just trying to be cautious, which is good because you know you got a lot of people from other countries coming in, and they don't want to bring that back. And then spread it out even more. So I understand the safety concern, but at the same time, you spent billions of dollars putting all this right. stuff together, and now it's just all wasted. This is worse than the the Russian Winter Olympics when they built all those makeshift uh, hotels and stuff, and they couldn't do nothing with them. This is horrible. I feel bad for Japan, but at the same time, 
I pray that they do not cancel the games. At least let them have some type of revenue from the TV endorsements or something. Because I think this is going to set Japan and really the Olympics back for years if this doesn't go well. Yeah. And I, I, honestly, I don't remember where the Olympics is going next. But I know it should be in L.A. soon. No, I think what L.A. is what, 2028? Because I think the next one is in, um, I don't even know if I'm saying this right, and if I am saying it wrong, I apologize. I think it's Qatar. Might be. Um, or is I, that the World Cup? Or, no, it's not the World Cup. No, 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 no. I think the next Olympics, I think, because remember when we went to the Cowboys Stadium, I think it's Qatar. The okay. Q-A-T-A-R. I don't know if I'm saying, uh, if I am saying it wrong, I apologize, but I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. We'll look it up on the next, and then I'll come back and we revise it on the next uh podcast and just make sure that I'm saying it right. But right. if I am saying it wrong, I apologize. And also, let's shoot back to the NBA because I just thought about it. We got to talk about the NBA draft and uh, what are the Rockets going to do with the number two pick since we already know the Pistons are supposed to take Kate Cunningham. But also, new news is also that um, Cleveland is trying to trade up for the number one pick. So I guess they want to take Kate Cunningham and maybe the Pistons really want uh, Mosley. But wait a minute, why? Because I'm thinking the, the Rockets going to Cav- take Jalen Green. But why would the Cavaliers trade up when they already have Sexton? Or are they moving him to two guards well, or something? And then they just draft a, a point guard a couple of years back with the sixth pick? Um, hey, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but, know. Hey, honestly, Detroit, don't trade that pick because you need revenue, you need life, and you need a fresh start. If Cade Cunningham is the answer, then please, by God, take Cade Cunningham and just rebuild that franchise from the ground up. That could be the second coming of Isaiah Thomas for your franchise. Please don't be crazy and trade trade him away because I don't want y'all to look back and regret it. I understand the Blake Griffin thing didn't work out. The Andre Drummond thing didn't work out. I don't really know too many other draft picks they had. (laughs) Hey, Detroit, hey. Well, well, last year – they actually just took a, a point guard last year in Killian Hayes. Um, so, I honestly, I don't really see the need for them to take uh, Kate Cunningham unless they really believe that he's unbelievable honestly, and he's the best talent the, out there. You got to take the best thing on the board. And the best thing on the board is Kate Cunningham. It's supposedly. And, and, and number two, Houston, please, I'm talking to you. The next thing on the board is Jalen Green. Is Jalen Green. Like, bro, have you seen Jalen Green highlights? Well, I've seen a couple of them, like, when he played. I mean, like, I think Jalen Green, honestly, I honestly think he's the best talent in the NBA coming out for this draft because he already been playing with grown-ups. That's true. The that dudes that's, that's true. already been drafted. He's been down in the D League, I mean, or G League now, and he's been getting it. And, I mean, dude's just, Man, he's nice. He is a certified bucket, and that's what the Rockets need. They need a score. They need a score who can complement our low post game, and then also you still have other pieces around because we're gonna have three draft picks. But I guarantee you, we're only taking one. The other two are gonna be some kind of package, and you know, we're gonna put I'm thinking, something together I'm and thinking move it around. With that twenty-three and twenty-fourth pick, I think one of those picks will probably be packaged with Wall, and they probably trade them. And send them somewhere. Damn. You know, I, I honestly, I, I hate to say this, but I'm kind of sad that the John Wall experiment didn't work out. But, you know, John Wall, whether you're a Rocket next year or not, I do wish you the best. But 
You know, we need something, I guess. That can stay on the court. That's one. I wasn't going to put him out there like that, but that is true. We need consistency at that position. That's the most important position on the the court. Wall, actually, he did all right this season. Um, It's just the fact that they're paying him, like, what, $40 Yeah. But Uh, I feel like we still need him just for veteran leadership. But, you know, you never know. They can go get another vet, bro, for cheaper. Well, that's another, and that's where I feel that the um, the Thunder can come into play. Maybe they can swing a trade, maybe pull in Kimba Walker, rebuild with that. But then Kimba Walker has another issue with injuries, no consistency. So I feel like no, what? You, you know, you know who uh, could use John Wall, bro? Who the Clippers? They need they need somebody who can who can uh, be a good ball handler and make plays for them. Uh, besides Kawhi and Paul George, but you and, know what? That's, and that's we can we can fit. we can go ahead and get um, Patrick Beverly back to Houston. Nah, he, nah, he, <laughs> nah, nah, it nah, it'll nah. work. It'll work if we if we get Jalen Green because we're gonna need somebody to, he, to play defense. Like honestly, I like Patrick Beverly. I like his defense. I like his style of play, but his anger and his emotion. He gets carried away. <laughs> that push on Chris Paul was all the way just out of line. Same yeah. thing with Boogie Cousins. You know, passionate player, love the passion, but sometimes you know nah, the passion you know what, overshadow your better I mean, judgment. Well, for the, he, he was, the short that time was that much. Cousins that was, was with the Rockets, I actually feel like he's a good player. He's a good dude. I think they just like I think the refs go overboard against him. Oh yeah, because he, he a walking like, technical. That's why he works than Draymond Green. Walking technical. Don't but he don't really do be doing that. that sometimes. Bro, we don't know. Right? We're not courtside to hear all that profanity he uses. Nah. We're not courtside for that. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm Because there's no telling how he talking to them refs, the other players. Hey, I don't know. You know, this, you know, today's NBA is different. You know, they, they, I ain't going to say like they just all the way yeah. soft, but it's, it's different, you know. You know, this right here is a foul. And, you know, back in the That's 90s, true. you know, you get – Damn near clothesline somebody, but all oh, that's out the window now. Yeah. So you know, but hopefully the Rockets, Jalen Green is your answer. Pistons, you got the number one pick for a reason. But you know what? Like, yeah, Jalen Green is nice, and uh, even if we got Mosley, I probably wouldn't be mad at because man, you you get two, you have two big men in the paint that can actually like move with the ball. Run up and down the court. But I feel like that's going to take away from Christian Wood because Christian Wood developed his game so perfectly. And then we still have a veteran leadership with Kelly Olenek. So we have. Olenek Olenek might not come back to the Rockies, though. Bro, he might. He got to get a new contract. Bro, he he deserves a contract. Yeah, but because the the kind of money that he might. He played hard in the last couple of games of the season. It'd be nice to have him back, but I don't that's, know. That's good veteran the, leadership. The money. And that's what you always need when you're talking about basketball. Veteran leadership. That's the only reason why we want John Wall to stay. Veteran leadership. Yeah, he can't even put it really, bro. Oh, no, no. That's, that's, no, he's not. And even. you got to think the same thing with Kelly Olenek. Is he really going to be worth the money that he's going to be asking? He's he going to probably, probably get the veteran minimum. Hell no. He ain't getting no veteran minimum. Bro, we, we, <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't like no Ryan Anderson deal, bro. 
We gonna get, right, we gonna yeah. probably get you know the veteran <laughs> okay. minimum, or maybe a little bit more. Hey, I probably he, he showed his ass this season for I, a reason. He I feel get paid. I feel if you give Kelly Olynyk at least five six million a year, two year deal, perfect. Yeah, maybe like perfect. fifteen years ago. <laughs> fifteen years ago, bro. bro ain't the gonna economy work. not that bad. He can take he can take twelve million for two years, bro. <laughs> Twelve million for two uh, years, bro. That's not bad. Laughable, bro. How is it laughable? How is it laughable? You probably take twelve million a year. Nah, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. No, no. Twenty four million. Man, no. Kelly O'Leary. Twelve and a half million a year. Yeah. Already had oh a fifty million dollar contract for oh, four no. years. No, no. So he gonna command at least about sixteen, bro. So you do two years, that's thirty two million. I can't, I can't see that. Kelly Olenek will not be a rocket next season. No, he won't. We, we, we starting all the way up. We, hey, we like Drake. We starting from the bottom. We not finna yeah. pay him. And he thirty years old. Yeah, he already been replaced. And he don't play no defense. Dang, that okay. Yeah, so I'm just, about like that. I'm just saying, bro. I mean, he good on the on the shot. Honestly, I would say he's the stretch forward that the Rockets needed for the last five or six years when Harden was there, and they was screaming that they needed a stretch for him. Yeah, because Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson, Anderson was horrible. Yeah, like, <laughs> that nigga, that was trash. Like, hey, don't, hey, Ryan Anderson, bro. You was good with every other team. As soon as you came to Houston, yeah. bro, you just. Oh, and then remember he had the little second out. stint when he came back for like maybe like a couple weeks or something. Yeah, when that boy got that 80 million and was just trying to, that boy ripped us off. Trash, bro. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to think about those hard years, man. Let's <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Next. All time, right, bro. moving on. Uh, we gonna guess who we, who we think is gonna be in the NFL uh, Super Bowl. So. Oh, um, oh man, that's easy. That's early just, predictions. That is that is too easy. Hey, honestly, it wouldn't be a real Super Bowl if we didn't have a rematch of last year. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I know Dean already like hell. No, I don't want to see that again. But let me tell you why. Tom Brady has to pass the torch on to somebody. Why not be Patrick Mahomes? And the only way he can pass that torch is if he beats the GOAT himself. Yes, he has to beat Tom Brady. I you know what now what? I agree with the Tom Brady part. <laughs> Tampa Bay will probably be there. But guess what? Chiefs won't. You know who's gonna beat them? Who? Baltimore. Baltimore gonna win. Baltimore gonna go go they, this year. Like Baltimore keeps improving the offense, but the defense still stays stagnant. Like, Calais Campbell already said this is last year, so you already know he's going to be subpar. The linebacker court still subpar. You know, the secondary is just now started to improve. There's really no real pressure on the quarterback. You know, they don't have uh, Ngakwe anymore. So it's like, what are you doing to replace these key pieces that you need because you got to realize, when you're in the AFC, it is, you have to go through Kansas City. You have to. It's no, it's no, it's no if, ands, or buts. Lamar Jackson, he, he going he gonna to win MVP again. Honestly, this might sound crazy. I believe the Titans have a better chance of dethroning the Chiefs than the. You talk about one dimensional. No, no, no. They got Julio now. Yeah. Bro, how many yards do you really think Julio's going to have this season? I say five hundred. No, no, you know what? I, ain't gonna I, look, I say five hundred on an no. on an average no, no, for no, a good no. season. I give him eight fifty. I so, give him eight fifty and four TDs. So honestly, this is gonna prove to us if Mike Vrabel is really the coach that 
everybody says he is. Because now, look, you complained at first, you know, everybody said he wanted to mention all he do is run the ball with Derrick Henry. Bam. Okay, now you can't put eight in the box anymore because Ryan Tannehill's arm is actually good enough to get the ball to Julio, A.J. Brown. They I, they probably need another tight end, though. I need, because I don't need, I don't need, hey, my apologies, Tennessee <laughs> fans. I don't even know if Delaney Walker's still in the NFL, but you, you need an upgrade on tight end if he is. Hey, not that you bad, but you're getting up there in age, you know. You can't, you're not like Antonio Gates, you know, even, hey. he, even he got washed up after a while. But honestly, the Tennessee Titans have the, has the defense. They have the offense to really keep up with Tennessee. I mean, we keep up with um, Kansas City. It's, it's going to be a good old-fashioned barn burner right there. But my dark horse, them good old Cleveland Browns. Because they got Clowney now. OBJ going to be healthy. Baker Mayfield need that contract. Uh, yeah. That's true. That's he need that contract. Now, the biggest downfall, I hate to say it, man. A lot of people are going to be disappointed with what I'm about to say, but it's true. It's damn true. Those Pittsburgh Steelers, man, they're going to be pretty pathetic this year because <laughs> your boy, Big Ben. They be should have been drafted another quarterback, bro. Well, it's just like, honestly, that, right, that situation right there is just like what's going on in Green Bay. But, oh, well, then, then they just pick up uh, Haskins, right? Yeah, they pick him up. I mean, they got another big, solid dude. Got the uh, right uh, guy, you know, training him. Dwayne Haskins needs personal guidance, not on the not on the field, but here. Well, that's what that's where. Um, no, big, no, I don't want to. No, that's where that's where the head coach come in, Mike Tomlin. Oh, bro. okay, okay, Mike Tomlin. Okay, about to say because I wouldn't learn nothing from Big Ben. <laughs> We're talking about character development, and that's the last person I want to learn anything character-wise from. Nothing. Well, nothing. Off the, nothing. he don't want to learn anything off the field, but on the field, you know, you're all right. Nothing. <laughs> don't teach me anything but the playbook. That's it. That's the only thing you need to learn from Big Ben, Dwayne Haskins, the playbook. That's it. <laughs> nothing else. Oh, nothing. Hey, what do you think Cam Newton going to do this year for the Patriots? Give me your honest opinion, bro. Cause he it wasn't it wasn't a great who, season. Who, last who's year. Uh, backing up Cam this year? Didn't they draft somebody? They got Mac Jones. Oh yeah. Uh, he won't play, but he gonna play. You think Mac Jones gonna play? Yeah. They play. gonna they that. gonna they gonna put him in on the first thing uh, first mistake Cam make, bro. Nah. No, yeah, no. they are. Josh McDaniels. I give I give Josh Cam, McDaniels. I give likes, Cam six games. He likes Cam, and let me tell you why. Because he sees a better version of Tebow in him. Hell no. Nah. Better version of Tebow. Yes. Yes. Nah. He ain't nothing like Tebow. I mean, no, he's better than Tebow. But what I'm saying is he's a better version of Tebow because he can pass, he can uh, run, he can read the defense well, ten times. There's one thing Tebow he could. don't have that Tebow does have. Oh, he ain't got the heart. Uh, he he don't have the heart and, and the ability to just to figure out how to win the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He because one thing I can't say about Cam, Cam is good, but we, when he get, hey, when it's back against the wall, he either gonna fold like a chair, or he, he gonna, he gonna, gonna fumble that ball like he did in the Super Bowl, oh, bro. Man. Hey, look, he said he couldn't get to the he couldn't get to it even if he would have dived. So, hey, 
We watched the game. That boy thought about it. That boy was like, nah, I'm he good. He was paid. He was paid. <laughs> he was paid to do that shit. You think so? Yeah, he was paid. Okay. So, you know, everybody has the seven teams in the playoffs. Who do you see making a playoff appearance not only in the AFC but the NFC as well? Like that didn't make the playoffs the previous year. The Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins will make the playoffs. The only reason I said it because they had all those picks in the draft. So they got a lot of young talent coming in. And then I believe they had some more cash space to go get some other players to fill in uh, for their death. So it got to be the Dolphins. Hey, my pick are the Chargers. The Chargers are going to be healthy this year. Justin Herbert going to make strides in his second season. He got the receivers. They finally going to get the run game in order. Hey, big ups to my boy Justin Herbert out there in L.A. Y'all going to do big things. Y'all can see y'all going at least 10. No, I can see y'all going like 11 and 6 because, you know, it's 17 games. And I had to think about that. Y'all yeah. can go about 11 and 6, maybe 10 and 7. And y'all going to make the playoffs. Y'all going to squeak in. Y'all going to be like the seventh seed. But I feel like y'all going to really just make an impact. And then uh, for the NFC, my pick is Arizona. I mean, obviously Ooh. because – uh, J.J. White going there and um, them just making some good franchise moves for their team. Another year with D with D Hop and um, and Kyler Murray, you know, getting that under their their belt. And is Larry Fitzgerald still up? Larry Fitzgerald retired, oh, but man. but they got um, but I like Christian Kirk. Then they just got another receiver too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they got um the dude from the Bengals. Um, AJ, 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 yeah, AJ, AJ Green, Green. AJ Green. I, ooh, I really uh, all right, so who you think gonna have a better season, AJ Green or uh, oh boy, that just went to the Titans? Oh, oh out of Julio? Uh, oh, cause let me see. Well, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say AJ Green for this one reason. For this one reason. So with AJ Green being there. He is a little bit more explosive than what Larry Fitzgerald was the last couple of years. So you can't double team D Hop at this point. You can't. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do. It's it's straight gonna be man on man. And God, God, I feel for any corner who got a hole that man by himself if you're not Jalen Ramsey. And hell, even Jalen Ramsey struggles. So He struggled quite a bit uh, last season. Yeah, one on one. That's yeah, and then you know that's you know that's gonna start. That's gonna, honestly that 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 the Rams and Cardinals. That's gonna turn into a division rivalry for the ages, right there. If they keep them teams up, because I believe that Arizona with that defense, Buda Baker, you got Isaiah um, Simmons, that right there. You got JJ Watt coming off the edge, applying a little pressure. Then I don't know. I'm not sure. I think Chandler Jones got hurt, but he should be back in time for the season. Mm -hmm. So they should. I'm telling you, Cliff Kingsbury. This should be your make or break season right here. You have improved that team every single year since you've been there. This should be your year that you really leap forward because I honestly believe. And I think, and I think my brother believes that too. Seattle is finally going to take a step back and decline. Oh, Only yeah. because that defense is just not where it's at. And then the other line not even really where it's at. Yeah. Look, look and, how many and times that's, uh, and that's why Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson was under expressed his, you know, concern. Like, what are we doing as far as, like, offense? Because, yeah. God. I mean, honestly, bro, if I was Russell Wilson, I'd be trying to find my way up out of there. No, 
no, because that's like saying that's like telling that's like telling Dame, hey, look, you never gonna win the championship. Dame here, not gonna win no championship. Right but there, the bro. point is though, you believe that See, your basketball team, a little different, bro. Nah, it's not. It's it not. is. It, you still need the moving pieces to come together as one collective. For some unit. reason, for some reason in football, it seems like players don't really care about the market. They care more about opportunity. But in basketball, they care about more marketing than anything. Nobody wants to go to Portland. I don't believe many people want to go to Seattle either. But the point is, I, the, the Legion of Boom is over. But the point is, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll have kept that team in a competitive nature and a competitive state. But the hits that Russell Wilson has taken, you're not going to be you're not going to be competitive too much longer. Mm-hmm. The defense outside of Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams, the shit's atrocious. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, I'm sorry. Honestly, bro, they have to make some nice trades and figure well, out how to honestly, get some Well, honestly, they don't picks. even need to make trades. They need to just draft appropriately and accordingly to what they really need. You know, they need to – they didn't even pursue certain free agents knowing that they needed. Like, why didn't you try to keep Clowney when you yeah. had him? You traded for him. You wasted – And Clowney, you know, he's in what, Tennessee now, right? No, he – no, he in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Boy signed a one-year deal with Cleveland. I thought he went to Tennessee. He did. He went last year. But, you know, you know when they franchise tag you, you know, he don't want that linebacker money. He want DN money because, you know, DN oh, money, you get more money. But they, you lining up like a linebacker, but you want DN money. He, well, I'll say this. Cleveland defense should be pretty nasty on the uh, run stopping. And then you got uh, Garrett over there on the other end. If they, if they play opposite ends, they should be pretty good. Yeah. Honestly – I feel like this. Clowney is probably one of the best plug-and-play defensive players in the league. If you put him with his hand on the ground, you put him with he's standing up, you can plug him in, he's going to make an impact. Now, don't think that he's going to be like some kind of sack master. Yeah, he he's, no not sack master. He's, a, he's not that. He's not that. He's stopper. a disruptor. He's a run That's stopper. It. That's it. If it's a run play, like, like D. Rogers said, hey, he's straight to the point. Bam. He going to plug the yeah. hole. He going to do what he got to do. I hate the fact that when they try to compare him to like Khalil Mack and stuff like that. No, Khalil Mack is a different beast. Definitely. Khalil Mack is actually a true pass rusher. He's a better overall player. Clowney is not that. Clowney is just exactly what he was in college from that Michigan player. From them highlights. Stop trying to yeah. make him something that he is not. He is not a pass rusher. He's not a Bruce Smith. He's not, you know, a John Randall. He's not that. The man is just somebody. He is basically has the same skills as a defensive tackle because he's going to plug that middle. He's going to plug that outside. He knows how to go from sideline to Mm sideline and cut off the run. Yeah. If he can get to the quarterback, fine. But let me tell you something. If Clowney has more than five sacks in a season, but at least he has more than eight tackles for a loss, you earn he, he earned his money. Yeah, he earned his money. He earned his money. I'm sorry. He earned his money. Because uh, with that contract year with the Texans, what he had, like nine and a half, ten sacks or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and he, he earned his money with those nine and a half, ten sacks because, number one, he's only projected to get five or six sacks yeah. in a season now, anyway. He, he earned his money, but he didn't earn as much money as he was trying to get. No, no, no. You know, $20 million a year, 
I don't know about that about one. 15, 17. Yeah, 15. But he did sign a one-year deal with Cleveland for 10. So now I feel like at this point he just ring chasing. But he is on a team that can – Kevin Stefanski can find a way to utilize his talent more than what they did with Tennessee. But now, don't get me wrong. Mike Vrabel, when he was with Houston, he had Clowney at the peak, at the height of his defensive career. Why it didn't work out in Tennessee, I don't know. Yeah, I don't reason, know. Same reason it don't work out anywhere he go. I mean, it's like he just he just bouncing around the league now yeah. until somebody be like, oh, we're going to pay you. But, I but feel- by, the, by the time he get the deal he want, it's not going to be – well, I, he's never going to get the deal he wants at this point. I no, think. not because of like he maybe. might get like a long term deal, maybe like ten, eleven million a year, which he probably should have got when he was with the Texans. Like, yeah, he like should he should have just went on into when he when they was when they was trying to franchise tag him for the fifteen, he should have knew right there that was his ceiling. Not to say that he couldn't surpass it by his play, yeah, but financially, that's the best deal you can get for the position that you play, especially for the skill set that you display on the field. Right. Like if if only way you get more than fifteen million is you out there you you giving me at least ten sacks a season. He not doing that. Yeah, he ain't doing yo, that. Yo yo your highest your highest season was ten sacks. Yeah. Everything else was yeah that was just below silly. that. So tackles for a loss. You know if you give me like fifteen tackles for a loss, I need twenty million. But that means for you to get that many tackles for a loss, that means you back there disrupting that backfield and you not disrupting it like that. Once they hit the line of scrimmage. You a fine clowny, but behind it, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, and uh, for us to close out our last topic, we're just gonna talk about some baseball. And uh, so far, the Astros been doing pretty damn good. They've been doing excellent. Uh, I hope they can make it to the World Series. And have you seen the Yankees? They haven't been doing so hot lately. No, but the only thing about that, I'm still trying to figure out and wonder who they play from the National League. Because right now, everybody's making a big deal about the Mets and DeGrom and all of that. And then when you look at how sad the Phillies are doing, they still haven't lived up to the hype. You know, Bryce Harper, you paid you $300 million. Now, I would like to see them play the Padres because I like Tatis Jr. Boy, yeah. that's he's something to see. Well, yeah, the Padres is pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah, speaking about that, how much money do you think Correa can Call in and uh, get, you know, from the Astros. Or you think he's going to be somewhere else next season? He won't be with the Astros next season if we got to pay him. Cause I think I think if it's like a five or, yeah, like a five-year deal, I think I think the Astros will do it. But if it's like a 10-year deal for like 300-something, no, I'll let him no, walk. We're not doing no 10-year deals for no 300000000 million. That's that's a, To me, I don't care what nobody said. That's absurd. It was absurd when the Cardinals did it for Albert Pujols. It's absurd that the Phillies – did it for Bryce Harper, like, because you're never gonna get that. You're never gonna get the revenue back from what you're actually paying that player. Because right now, look, look at the, look at the Phillies. They're under five hundred. It's not, it's not worth. And, it. and those deals never really pay off because players get hurt. They, they production always drop. It's always something. Yeah, yeah. All you really doing is ensuring him that he's not going anywhere. But who's to say in two, three years? You don't even want them no more because of the production value. Like, yeah. honestly, in baseball, they need – well, I'm not saying you need to have a salary cap, but they need to have start having a cap on the years. Because that's, that's, that's like hockey. 
I don't well, see how people well, sign fifteen year deals in hockey. Mahomes just got that ten year deal, yeah. which was pretty out of line too. I yeah, think. he got five hundred million dollars for ten. Million. No, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is good, but fifty million dollars a year, really? Yeah. How do how do you sign other players? And you got one player and, eating up half the cash. And then, like, my thing is, like, they, they started, like, just signing all these other players right after they did that deal. I'm like, where is the Chiefs getting all this money from? It's just, like, know, it's just it's, dropping out the sky. You know what? That's what, you know what, that's what I want to do. I want to actually look and see how teams can use their income from, like, their gross revenue from, like, ticket sales and stuff like that to actually go out and pay the players. Because I understand they went to the Super Bowl two years in a row, and then year before that they had the AFC Championship. I, I get all of that, but for you to pay one man five hundred million dollars over a ten year span, and I know the first year he's still on this rookie deal, but then the second year that's when the money just starts gradually increasing and increasing. But what I'm saying is, you were still able to re-sign Chris Jones. You were still able to. Restructure a deal, I think, with Sammy Watkins. Yeah, you, and you still were able to do a deal with the Honey Badger. Like, where is all of this money? Yeah, coming where, from? where is all and that then money? You still, from? Then you just made this trade for um, what's that lineman? That left tackle they just traded for. They traded the first round pick for him. They got him from the uh, Ravens. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I know what you're but, talking but, about. But you know, but this is a Pro Bowl. This is a Pro Bowl caliber lineman. So that means you're gonna have to pay him twenty million dollars yeah, a year too. So cap like, hit. That's a that's a ma- those, those are major cap hits. So are these teams like getting all the are they getting all the money on the back end and instead of like the front end or or that's what they're agreeing to to make it easier? And then like once they get like too high, they can just cut you at the end. Like mm-hmm. I want to know like how are they structuring out these favorable deals to keep this team intact for them to constantly keep coming back every single year and yeah. nobody's signing a With franchise all that talent tag. On team, That's bro. a lot of talent on just just on the offensive side alone is a lot because you because I just forgot Travis Kelsey. Then they just signed um Hill to a to a to big to big deal. So yeah. I'm like how how is it that they're able to do this? Baseball I understand. It comes out of the luxury tax for the owners. Yeah. If they want to pay it, then they they come out the owner pocket. If they want to pay it, then they pay it. Basketball, football, completely different. There's so many avenues and things you can do, cannot do. See, and then the thing about basketball, I think, is you like can, if if the player you can, already, max, you yeah. can max a deal if they already yeah, on the team. team. Yeah, you can But so you can't you can go out over. and be like, hey, I want this dude, I want to sign to a max deal. The the home team has a say, so they actually get the extra year. I get that. They get five years. Everybody else can only sign for four. And then, you know, they can discover like the – but at the end of the day, the home team always can pay the most money. Yeah. It's, it's all about it really if you want to go to the other team because they, they have to pay you less. So I guess that's the way to keep people in smaller markets if they show, like, loyalty and stuff like that. But nowadays, it's, it's no loyalty in any sport. I don't know if it's ring chasing. I don't know if they just want to play with their friends or what. There's no more loyalty – in sports. sports. It's just everybody just I think like, everybody hey. just ring chasing at this point. Like, I mean, you got those that are loyal that try, like Dame Lillard and stuff like that. But, yeah. I mean, eventually, you, I guess you see everybody else doing it, you know, ring chasing. But you be like, man, shit, I might as well join up with somebody too and go chase me a ring as well. You but, know, to solidify myself into the Hall of Fame. But, but tell me this, though. Do you believe, honestly, that the 
that sports can be okay with this with this going about because this didn't happen like in the seventies, eighties, and nineties well, like that. I mean, like if you if you got drafted to a team, that was your team until your legs gave out, pretty much. Or yeah. if they just cut you and you didn't have nowhere else to go, and you decided to go to another team at that point. Perfect example, Emma Smith. They just ran them till they ran out of gas, and you know, <laughs> hey, you can be a Cardinal this one year or two years, however long you played for them. But I'm talking about now. I understand now players have a bigger voice. They can come out. They can, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like this. I don't think the team is doing right by this. Just like with um, Luca. Luca's making all that big hoopla, talking about that the Mavericks can't do this. I don't yeah, want to do Mavericks this. And then what did they do? They hired the coach that he wanted. They're going to build the offense around him the way he they the way he wants it built. Like, all that, all that's been done, but – who wants to go to Dallas? Nobody, bro. It's Dallas. I don't know. Hey, I used to say the same thing about a little small market town. But look, let me tell you something. I believe teams like Atlanta, I believe teams like Dallas, when they have superstars that are young like that, and you can actually go there for, you know, get the money that you want, get the value, and still be competitive, I think that's what people are looking for. I feel well, like teams that have like stars on the in the bigger states, I mean in the bigger cities, they're only there because they're at the end of their career or or leaning towards it. Mm-hmm. Like the Clippers. Whole team full of veterans. Whole team full of veterans. Well, they they put that together too though cuz they felt that that would be the easiest way to yeah, get to the Yeah, but but then look at it like this though. Soon as the Rockets cut Boogie, what'd he do? He went straight to the Clippers. Straight to the Clippers. Ring chasing. Ring, ring chasing. So, I well, He's been doing that shit since uh, oh, New yeah. Orleans. After he got yeah, hurt in New yeah, Orleans. At the, yeah, after he got hurt in New Orleans, he left the... Then that's when he went to the Warriors. And then, you know, he, he just started... He went to the Lakers. Yeah, he went to the Lakers. Like, damn, damn. He, <laughs> he got dropped. Hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you what's funny about Boogie. He's always one year yeah, too late. <laughs> yeah, one year too late. Every <laughs> time. Like, damn. <laughs> Every time he on the team, I because he, he did get to the finals with the Warriors, but yeah, they lost. But they lost. And then he got there. Then, he then he's with the Lakers. The year they won the championship, I he think they hurt. cut him. I think he I think he was on the team and they hurt, cut right? him. Yeah, he got hurt. And he cut him. And he, he always get hurt too. Yeah, he, he either get hurt or he get cut. Damn. Boogie. He, I'm telling you, you can do it, bro. Don't don't let these people deter you off nothing, bro. You got it. You got it, boo. You got to stay healthy, man. Now, I understand everybody talking about, oh, it's a shorter season, more people getting hurt. Hell, y'all only play like 50 games because y'all resting for 20 of them. <laughs> like, I don't, like, y'all, first y'all said the season too long with 82. They brought it down to 72. You only playing in 50 games. You're still getting hurt. You're still complaining. Hey, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either, but. But, hey. Hey. That's the NBA this year, and uh, we're going to see what happens tonight for game two. Yeah, we know it's going to happen. Hey, Suns in five. Five. It might be Suns in five, but I think I think Bucks going to win tonight. Yeah, Bucks ain't going to win nothing. So, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and close this out. We're going to close this out. You've been listening to Sports Talk with D-Raw, and this is my boy Corey, and we'll catch you next week. All right. <laughs>